I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hey friends, and welcome back to what the hell is my brain doing? I want to just recap a little bit about this neuroplasticity in our brain. And I want you to look at your brain where it has, there's good and bad with everything, but I want you to, the biggest takeaways to remember, your brain is always learning. It's taking in all information and then it's deciding what it does with it. Does it create more pathways? Does it reinforce things? Does it delete? It's always looking to do those things within your brain. So that's one of the beautiful parts that makes your brain so resilient. The fact that your brain can take in this information and then categorize it and figure out what needs to happen. So with that resilience and that learning, I really want you to lean into the idea that, again, your brain wants to keep you safe. That's what it does. It's very neutral. It really can't decipher good and bad. It's up to our own, I'm going to call it our own code of conduct. That's what deciphers the good and bad. But our brain really is just looking for the safety factor. If it's safe, we move forward. If it's not safe, we go back to those other things we talk about, fight or flight, freeze, fawn. Now, the way that we have perceived everything, the way that we have internalized everything is then how we show up. So I'm going to take this whole idea again, where I'm not good enough. Remember we talked about where did this come from? Like how deep is it in my brain? How much do I believe it? How, how has it impacted every other area? And I want to take that and I want to look at it in our bodies now. So we talked about the brain and the body are so connected because of those neurons. Remember they're firing electrical and chemical back and forth and the chemical and electricals that they're firing. Those give you the sensory and the motor tells you what to do with it. Right? So I see something, then my brain deciphers it really quickly with those neurons and then I act on it. So we're going to take this idea of all of those things within our body. And I want you to take that thought of I'm not good enough. And I want you to scan your body. So just take the thought, where does it land in my body? For some of us, the thought lands maybe in our heart area. Maybe it's in our stomach. Um, maybe it stays up in our head, our brain area. Remember, those are the three main areas where a thought is going to land in our body. And then our brain will tell those spots what to do with it. Okay. This is where that the more that I've thought about it, the more that I, um, I have in my brain, the deeper it is impacted, then my body will show up that way. Okay. So we're taking the thought, I'm not good enough. And we notice where it's at in our body. We've scanned it. We felt it then based upon again, how deep it is in our brain that impacts how we show up. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm not good enough. And it hits in my chest area. Then what happens is that I may be facing a new situation with somebody and I'm going to be afraid to speak my mind. I'm going to be nervous to actually say what I'm thinking or feeling because it's in my chest and it impacts how I feel about myself. Another example is I may not feel like I'm good enough. And then I go to go take a test and I'm really worried because the, how I do on this test impacts my future. And I can just, and I want you to notice how it starts spiraling some of those thoughts and feelings of overwhelm and dread, worry, anxiety. Okay. The other thought is I'm not good enough. And it becomes a, I'm going to fail. I'm going to disappoint so many people and everybody's counting on me and I just can't do it. The key that I want you to notice is how that one thought has created all these different emotions throughout your body and then impacts how you show up in other things. 
So if you're saying, okay, Julie, that's great. It's fantastic. I want to change that though. What I really want to offer for you is to look at that thought. Again, we want to look at where it came from, how deep it is, everything to that effect. Then look at the impact on the body because that tells me and tells everybody else, tells you especially like what I want, like how it impacts me, how I show up. And then if I want to change it. So I'm going to take that thought again of I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not very fast. Okay. It doesn't impact my body. It doesn't change how I do anything. And so therefore it's not a thought that I need to even worry about. And so I can tell my brain, this doesn't matter. The neurons, the neuro, you know, remember those neurons in my brain will choose this to let it go. It's not a big deal because the I'm not good enough is so much deeper in my body. And I felt it within my body. I can't just say, stop believing it. Let's believe something different. Let's change the thought because my brain is going to say, but it's really deep and really powerful there. So instead, I want to start looking at some of the chemicals in my brain that have impacted that, and then I look at how I can change it. So one of the things I want you to take from this, with the trauma we've talked about, little trauma, big trauma, all the things, if you want to overcome any of it, I'm going to give you the big secret. It's to first learn to relax your body. When you have a relaxed body, you can process traumas, thoughts, feelings, everything there. If your body is tense and is like coming within itself, you're not able to keep deep breaths, you're not able to move, all that will stay in your body and stay in your brain. That's why there's such a huge connection. So I want to give you guys a couple of tools that are really, really going to help you. I've done some thought work before where we talked about the thoughts, where this come from and all that. Now I want to do something different. Okay. And to do that, I want to introduce you to four, what we're going to call happy chemicals in your body. And these four chemicals we're going to use. And as we use them through these different exercises, they will help you to overcome that thought. This is a real basic way to look at it. Um, and so I want you just to know that some may take a little longer, but these are four things that you can essentially manipulate to work with you. Love that word to manipulate these emotions. Okay. So these four chemicals, we've got dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins. There are lots more chemicals in the brain. And I, I recognize that that's not the point. The point is I want to go over these four, what we're going to call them happy chemicals. This is not a, let's suddenly be happy and think positive thoughts and everything's better. No, no, this is to understand how the chemicals in our body impact that. So that thought is, again, it's a neuron firing. It fires a chemical, shows up in our body. And that's what we're looking at. There's these chemicals. Okay. So first off, the dopamine is like your arousal and stimulation. It's your reward center. So that's the number one thing, rewards. Positive reinforcement, that's something that we use a lot, you know, or negative reinforcement. It doesn't matter, positive, negative. If it's a reward system, your body then interprets that and says, oh, that's what I do with that. The serotonin chemical is your serenity, your hopefulness in your moods. It has to deal with your satisfaction. It also regulates sleep, your appetite, and mood. So that's a key indicator as well. Remember how we talked about sleep is one of the best things you can do when you're trying to change things in your brain? Obviously, if I'm also changing how I feel about it in my body and I get enough sleep, that impacts that as well. The third one is oxytocin, and that has to do with love and connection. It's definitely released during times of, we call it arousal, during, you know, intimacy times, hugging, kissing, even kind words. It releases those happy feelings. And then endorphins, these essentially are the hormones and the neurotransmitters that are released with stress or pain. So I'm going to use a funny example with all of this. It's from the movie Legally Blonde. And we have 
Elle Woods is defending her, you know, this, this woman accused of murder. And she just mentioned, she's like, well, she, she exercises, like she goes and she exercises and gets endorphins and endorphins create happy feelings and happy people don't kill their partners. She's on to something folks, right? Endorphins create this elevated sense of self, this idea of, you know, the stress is released. There's no pain, this, this happy feeling within your body. And essentially what happens is when we've got that endorphin, those endorphins build, the other chemicals come into play. I feel good. I'm going to then do good things. I'm going to move forward in that perspective. So how this all plays in effect, I have the thought I'm not good enough. And I'm going to use the example that hits in my chest area. Okay. My chest feels tight to get the endorphins going. Some people are like, Oh, well then go run, go walk or whatever. Yes. Yes, walking is perfect. I don't advocate for running unless I'm being chased by a bear, but walking is great. Running is great. Exercise is great, but there's something else that's even smaller. And what it is, is opening up your whole chest area to take a breath. So as an example, right now I am, you know, sitting at my desk, I'm leaning forward into my mic to make sure everybody can hear me. And I'm going to just imagine that I take a lean back. So I want you to just lean back and put your hands behind your head. And as you do that movement, I want you to notice how your whole body lengthens, like your chest area lengthens, your stomach area lengthens. And as you take a breath, me through your nose, through your mouth, sometimes through your mouth is a little better because it gets your brain to stop thinking because we're always breathing really through our nose. So I breathe through my mouth, a deep breath, and I notice it goes into my stomach, goes into my lungs, and then I breathe out. When I do that, it activates all of that. That creates endorphins. It's the act of breathing, the deep breaths in, the deep breaths out. When I create that natural in and out rhythm, it releases the stress of that thought. So I have the thought, I'm not good enough. I take some breaths. <sighs> Sounds like I'm hyperventilating. That's fine. However, if I may, ideally six seconds in, six seconds out. That's really the best cadence. But sometimes we do the same like, because <sighs> we want to just get our heart going, get the movement of the breath. Realistically. It's just breathing is the most important. So I breathe, I get things moving. And then what happens is that I get to then tell myself, I, I recommend the next part is I put my hand over my heart. So I take this breath and it's the, I'm not good enough. And then I put my hand over my heart and it's so simple. Julie, I love you. Julie, you're amazing. Julie, you're doing great things. It's just the act of essentially love and connection to yourself. Sometimes I like to say, oh, you're so sweet brain to remind me of that. Thank you for reminding me of it, right? Your brain is just trying to tell you, trying to keep you safe here. That helps the same thing, right? So I breathe it in. I tell myself, I hold myself, I love myself. The other two, the dopamine and serotonin, the dopamine is to be able to say, you know what? That felt really good to take a breath. That felt really good to say those things. You know, I actually did really well at this other, it's like you start telling your brain other times when it did well, when it did good, when it fulfilled something that gives that dopamine that idea that this is a reward. There's a movement, there's motivation. And that motivation then allows your brain to say, Hey, wait, 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 I, I don't like this thought of I'm not good enough. I like the thought of, I keep trying, I'm doing better. I'm moving forward. Notice how that feels too. And the final one, the serotonin, I always like to leave for last because the key with that is again, when I'm feeling good like this, take a minute, write it down or sit with it, meditate, right? Just notice that mood and then make sure that you're getting your sleep. 
that's, that's really what, what we do when we get their sleep. It helps that brain, that neuroplasticity to cover up those canyons. It helps your body to relax into everything. And then it helps you to create new thoughts, new beliefs. So that's how that works, guys. That's what your brain is doing. Your brain is trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you moving. Something happens and then it says, oh, what do I do with it? What do I do with this? And it creates either deeper canyons or it creates a different way to look at things, whatever it may be. We take that thought and we look at how we show up and we get to decide, what do I want to do with it? If it's a thought, I'm not good enough. Those are some steps that you can take. You can look at like, how deep is it? Maybe where did this come from? You can also look at where it impacts your body. And then you can walk through those simple steps. I can take a deep breath. I can change how I think about myself, feel about myself, those positive affirmations, but they're not just positive. They're just, they're things like, look at what you did. You're amazing. You're doing good things. You're heading in the right direction. You have beautiful eyes, like <laughs> something to that effect that moves you along, that tells your brain we're safe. We're okay. We can go forward. An example I want to give of this as well that maybe doesn't have to do with a thought, but perhaps something you don't like about yourself, maybe you can't change. So as an example, I'm six feet tall, and that's obviously very tall. But when I was a teenager, this was a real source of problem for me. It definitely made me feel like there was this was wrong. It didn't help that I had people calling me Jolly Green Giant. They just weren't very kind. So what happened is that that then changed how I perceived myself. I actually viewed myself a little bit more as that threat. So I noticed that I hunched a little bit more. I tried to slouch. Um, I wore clothes that would basically were very baggy, would make me hide because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I want you to notice there is not a thought here. This is honestly, I mean, yes, there's lots of thoughts, but it's based upon something I perceive as real that I cannot change. I can't change my height. And it didn't matter how much people say you're beautiful. You know, this is wonderful. You can reach things on the top shelf. Like none of that mattered. It wasn't until I had to look at my body to say, how do I want to think about my body? How do I want to view it? How do I want to feel about it? And as I did that, I, I will admit, I went through these exact same processes but I did it in a pageant. So as a pageant, I had to learn how to stand up straight. I had to learn how to take deep breaths. I had to learn how to project myself in a way that felt comfortable. And I had to get rewarded by showing up and having friends that accepted me for who I was. And I had to essentially learn to love who I am right in that moment for who I am. So I want to invite you. There are thoughts that you have that, yes, we can change, you can work on. But there are other things that you can't change, but I want you to say, how can I accept that part of me instead of trying to change it? That's the harder work because our brain will look at it and say, but that's not a problem. That's just who you are. That's not a problem. Why is it a problem? And it's not. So in all my glorious six footness, I tell you, you are wonderful. You're amazing. And you're doing great things. Take some breaths today. Breathe that in. And then you'll know your brain's trying to help you. It's not out against you. And as we figure out what the hell is my brain doing, just remember you're resilient and you can overcome anything. Until next time, this is Julie. Have a great day. If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more.
this is how we do it. Have a great day.